0: Your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol ruin your life.
1: So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Man of the
0: One, two, three. Hi everyone! Welcome to a special presentation with Mike and Or. Elf will not be seen I tonight. Okay, here's the situation. It's Thursday night. Tomorrow is the last day of school for the week, and but you can't keep your keep your mind on your homework because they're doing a double feature: Garfield and Snoopy special tonight. It's like 1989. There's McDonald's commercials everywhere. They want you to drink milk. It's such a different time. What's <laughs> <Let's> ju- <laughs> well, this? Is this was our childhoods.
1: I don't know about yours. I mean, I definitely remember that it was always exciting on those those rare occasions when you got not just one animated special but two in a row. That was usually something reserved for like you know a Christmas uh, Christmas Eve or um, Halloween. You know. Yeah.
0: As a kid, I considered there to be like three bait. You know, there were like, you know, maybe four basic specials. There were Garfield specials, uh, Charlie Brown specials, uh, Cat in the Hat specials, and uh, Rankin Bass specials. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's about.
1: I, I think that's that's um, that that covers most of them. Um, you get some like you get some oddities every now and again, mm-hmm. like you know, um, uh, puppet specials. Yeah you know not not always Jim Henson often Jim Henson but like other things like when the Alf guy did a bunch of yeah. like
0: um we look Christmas special yeah, we looked and at a stuff. few of those the crown of bog was one and uh the worst witch yes. and something with turkeys that they mentioned on uh on uh Advent Calendar House which is running again if you haven't been listening to it and mm. let's see uh oh uh once in a while you get like a claymation special, like the raisins sold out.
1: Oh yes. I remember like the, um, the Christmas, uh, claymation special. Yes. Cause everyone was hugely disappointed that the raisins only appeared at the yeah. end. Like, uh, or I shouldn't say hugely disappointed. I just remember that like beforehand, everyone was saying, the rumor was the rages only appeared at the end, so everyone's like, well, why even bother? What's what's the point? And then we watched it and was like, actually this is like this this slaps. Yeah. This is great. The whole
0: thing was great. And actually actually the raisin part is one of the weaker parts.
1: I would agree. I'd I'd say probably even the weakest part. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh That was the same night. uh, That was a double feature evening for us because I do remember that it was paired with the Garfield special. So that was a big uh, Garfield Christmas special. That was hugely exciting. Although the Garfield Christmas special was a big disappointment. Um,
0: At least the first time. I mean, as
1: an. Yeah. Yes, as an adult, I appreciate it much more. But as a child, it was just like ah, whatever. I don't, I don't get yeah. it. Um, Garfield should be teaming up with Santa Claus to save Christmas or something. Instead, he's just having these emotional moments. I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, as an adult, yeah, I, I get it a lot yeah. more.
0: Kids um, don't get emotions. So this is kids need kids need you know plots so they can you know basically kind of learn you know how stories are told in the first place. You know yeah, why yeah. stories are told can come later.
1: Now, tonight we are doing a double feature, or at least um, it, these were two specials that were paired together in at least one instance, because that's how they came in the uh, VHS recording that got ripped onto the internet that we watched for yes.
0: this. Yes. You know, sometimes, you just, sometimes we just watch a large file and then we talk to you about it. Hope you're okay with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is the second time we watched it, because the first time... Uh, I fucked up the recording and completely lost everything that we talked about. So we're back to talk about this special yes. uh, again. But
0: um, And what is the special? We're... It's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's Garfield in the rough, followed by It's Magic, Charlie Brown.
1: Yeah. Um, now, is there any common... Fe- is there any commonality in these two specials that we... That, that would suggest they ought to be paired together, other than the fact that they were paired together. Oh, well, they're, um, they're based
0: on Christmas specials about people with irritating pets. Yeah. Did I say there you say go? They're based on Christmas um, specials? No, <laughs> damn it! Based on comic strips. Shit.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I was just playing along because I was like, I'm sure that Ethan knows what he's talking no, about I, there. I,
0: no, yeah, you know, I I know that I'm. F- It's it's true that I'm the one with the encyclopedic knowledge of uh, comic strips and stuff, but you know sometimes I do just get tongue tied.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it happens to the best of us. Um, So yes, this is these are both specials about people with irritating pets. Um, In our first one, Garfield goes camping, and in the second one, uh, Snoopy practices witchcraft. Yes. So um, (laughs) they (laughs) they are. Could two things. I will say though, I feel like. (laughs) They're very different, but I think we can all agree that the real stars of the evening are those zany commercials from 1989, because, boy, what a time to be alive. Yeah, And um, kids today won't appreciate how very different the vibe of commercials was back in the 80s. What's your favorite Um,
0: aspect of these 1985 commercials?
1: Well, you know, um, I like... I mean, I won't say that I like it, but I'm fascinated <laughs> by uh, the fact that the the dominant mode of commercials in those days seems to be, hey, let's have basically a video montage of people just flipping the fuck out, you know, <laughs> like just dancing in the streets, like jumping off of roofs, uh, like driving a tractor w- in, while Wearing like leggings and doing jazzercise, <laughs> you know, like just, just stuff. And occasionally some of these people are using the product that's being sold, but really what they're selling to you is, you know, America. They're, they're the whole, it's their, they're kind of, I think the eighties is when they started getting the idea that like, you know, you don't really sell the product. You sell uh, an idea, mm-hmm. you know, like they say they don't, you, watch- you don't
0: sell the steak. You sell the mm-hmm. sizzle.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because you watch commercials from like the 60s and they're like, oh, you should use this product because XYZ. And by the 80s, they'd given up on that. They were just like, hey, here's a thing. Wow, look at these people having fun in the vicinity of the product. Surely if you had the product, you ooh, would feel similarly. Yeah. Um,
0: Dancing in the streets. Like, General Electric.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like that. So... um we get a lot of McDonald's commercials because McDonald's was like the 800 pound gorilla of fast food in those days. And they almost um, always, uh, I know... uh,
0: were the sponsors for these specific, uh, for the Garfield and Snoopy type specials. You know, you, if you, yeah. any, if you've got any of these left over on tape, uh, by the way, kids you used to actually record things on magnetic tape back in the days. That's why they're called tapes, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, if you have any of these left over, you will always see McDonald's commercials. And let's see, but because these were the primetime ones, you never saw the McDonald land commercials. It was always the ones kind of aimed at young adults. So, there was. Yeah. So, you never had, you know, uh, Grimace and the Hamburglar running around. It was always things like uh, the one the one I always think of is the one with the kid making the elaborate sandcastle that turns into a McDonald's. Oh yeah.
1: I do kind of remember that one. Um, the, they, they were, I, I remember well, which other ones they had. I remember the one where the furries are going to McDonald's. <laughs> I remember the one where the, 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 the ventriloquist and his dummy are talking about McDonald's. Um, uh... You know, I remember a museum field trip one where the kids go to a museum and a field trip and they then they go to
0: McDonald's afterwards, I think. Um, I I feel like, like the one with the, the kid with the time machine who goes who goes to the fifties McDonald's to avoid the line, but they don't have the Big Mac yet, so he returns to his home home time.
1: Do you remember the one where they said if there was only one McDonald's, like what, it what it, it would be terrible. Cause all the weight of people going to that single McDonald's would cause earth to go flying
0: off its orbit into space. <laughs> that sounds very nineties somehow.
1: I feel like that was, that was getting in. I think that was almost around the era when we were opening a McDonald's in Russia. Ah. Cause I feel like that was like right before that happened. Um, but, you know, the main thing I do remember about McDonald's commercials is um, now McDonald's, of course, like all long surviving corporations, changes its slogan periodically. Mm-hmm. But if you're a child, uh, you'll always, re- you know, the slogan you associate with a, with the brand is always the one that was big when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So McDonald's to me, I think right now, is it still I'm loving it? Yeah, I don't know what the new one been, is. They've but... been I'm loving it for okay. so
0: so long now that kids would probably be stunned to hear that it was ever any ever anything else
1: yeah for me it will always be a good time for the great taste that will always be the mcdonald's slogan to me and and i'll admit it like watching these commercials i was like man you know i could really go for some mcdonald's right now (laughs) uh because i haven't been to a mcdonald's in like uh i let's see like in in the past 20 years i've been once and that was only because, like, I think I did something really good and my wife was like, okay, as a treat, we can we can go to McDonald's because you like McDonald's so much from when you were a kid. And I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, I'm so excited. And I went to McDonald's and I saw they had not just the Big Mac, they had, like, the, the biggest Mac now. Uh-oh. They had, like, an insane – they had some new kind of insane Mac that was just, like – You know, like, I don't forget what it was. It's like eight patties, 12 buns, something (laughs) stupid, right? And so, of course, I was like, I'm getting that. That is the thing. I'm I'm probably not going to come back here for another 20 years. I want that thing. Give me the biggest Mac you got. And I think I ate about, like, half of it before I was like, oh, I'm dying. (laughs) This was was a mistake, (laughs) which is weird because I've never had that happen. Like I don't want to pretend that I'm like the guy from like you know the what that that stupid documentary who is like oh I'm gonna throw up because I ate, like a hamburger because <laughs> like you know I eat garbage all the time. It was really just the size of this mac was was absurd. Uh, so I couldn't finish it. Um, and usually that's not a problem for me, like eating large hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think that there was just something of so it couldn't have been just the size. No, it doesn't make any sense. They don't have anything in a McDonald's menu that's too big to eat, right? I Maybe. Mean, I mean
0: I didn't That doesn't have make big, any sense. I didn't have a big Mac until I was thirty and when I did I was kinda more impressed by the apple slices that came with it. <laughs> oh, they still did the apple slice then? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. But I mean it's been a while since I was thirty, so Oh, <laughs> well, um, what was your opinion
1: of the Big Mac when you had it? Ready. Real? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I remember like when I was younger, I thought the Big Mac was a, was a big deal. But, um, you know, when I think about it, it's like, well, it's, it's really just, it's a, it's just, a, it's like a usual kind of crappy McDonald's hamburger. They just put Thousand Island yeah. on it.
0: That's the secret sauce. I honestly, you know, on the occasions when I go to McDonald's, which is usually like, you know, there's getting home too late to uh, eat anything and and the grocery stores are all closed. I usually just get the cheapest thing on the menu, which is the McDouble, which is just, you know, here, here's two patties, one slice of cheese. Eat. I was like, oh, hey, that works. (laughs) That's nice. It feels like the kind of thing that you bring home to your dog, but, you know, it's McDonald's.
1: Yeah, I'm actually now I'm thinking maybe I will have to return to McDonald's just because you know it's been so long. I need to return. I, I need to return to the um you know the land of my youth, mm-hmm. the land of my ancestors to see because when I was a kid, there was a time a period where apparently I I refused to eat anything other than McDonald's. Mm. So we had to eat McDonald's like every meal because that was the only thing I would eat. But I, my wife is like going ew in with the other room because she's <laughs> eavesdropping. I don't know if this is true or not because like, I don't remember these things. And also I feel like my parents just make shit up because also my, I feel like my parents would be like, yeah, we're not going out to McDonald's every meal. Just eat the goddamn thing, stuff or starve, you know, yeah. like, I don't think they would actually indulge me. I think they just think it's a funny story. So now they make it up. Um, but um, the thing I do remember is that when I ate the McDonald's burger, I would tear the little – you know the slice of American cheese that sits on top of the yes. burger? You'd, I would tear the corners off, make a little pile, and then after I ate the hamburger, I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat this pile of just American cheese for dessert. You invented the oh, what, what a treat. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Man, I, just, I should get paid for that. <laughs> anyway, so the point of all this is we saw a lot of McDonald's ads in this, but – I don't think the the McDonald's ads are fairly
0: normal, you know. Like, yeah, there's no like, McDonald's ads where you're like, "Oh my god, can you believe it? Yep, that just happened."
1: Yeah, like I think even kids today who are not familiar with the tenor of '80s commercials would like watch those and be like, "Okay, I can get what's happening. I get what they're, I get what they're doing." You know, um, there's no real mystery. Some of these other commercials, though, are kind of bonkers because. Um, uh, you know, there's, I mean, the, the pet food commercials are pretty okay. Yeah. You know, the pet
0: food commercial is, um, is my favorite example of how, how dominant jingles were at this point, how every, every commercial had a song with a narrative where it's describing what the person mm. on the screen is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Everything it's was totally like those true. literal music videos
1: yeah it's interesting commercials really told stories back then you know um i i I think now they just go from more like dada kind of absurdity that's the big thing but uh, back then yeah Yeah. you get like yes uh back then you got like an entire story with like you know um you know the rising and falling action the denouement everything um and these these pet food commercials these pet food commercials i think are more to the They're more like a montage in the sense of the McDonald's commercials where you see people hanging out with their pets, which is always fun to watch. I mean, people do that nowadays. We watch cat compilation videos. In the old days, you just watch a pet food commercial. Um, But um, it is funny that the dog food commercial, they're like, oh, you're my finicky friend. Whereas the cat food commercial is like, you know, you give this healthy thing to your cat. And it's like, I have never met a dog who's finicky.
0: That's like the opposite of what a dog is. If your dog is finicky, then you probably have to take them to the vet because that that means that there's something like like pain in the tooth or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my my
1: experience with like cats and dogs is like you know uh, a cat will you give a cat like okay I ch- here's here's like a different kind of kibble and the cat will be like, I will starve rather than eat this. Whereas a dog, it's like you need to physically restrain a dog from eating its own vomit. So, you know, it's just the way they are. I mean, no shade. Um, Dogs are great. Cats are great, but they're very different in personality (laughs) when it comes to food. Um, But um, I think, Probably the weirdest... Com- no, ac- oh, no. There's two especially weird commercials in this compilation that I think we really need to talk about.
0: Uh, does one of them <laughs> involve a orangutan? Yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> I think we discussed this... When we originally recorded this episode, yes. we tried to talk about... We, we've talked about this commercial. Um, it's for a movie, a made-for-TV movie, called A Summer to Remember. And that title does not do justice to what
0: apparently this movie is about. Yes. What would you, if I told you a movie was called a summer to remember, you'd probably think of something like, I don't know, you know, probably the weirdest thing you'd imagine would be something like uh, stand by me. This is not yeah, stand by me. I would think so.
1: <laughs> no, no. I would expect something maybe like my girl, you know, like a, like a coming of age 50s. Yeah, basically
0: a Christmas story, story but in the 50s, but in the summer. Yes. You know, like, yes. like Ollie Hopman's um, Haven of Bliss. Yeah, yeah. But uh,
1: this story is apparently about two children who end up on the lamb with an escaped circus orangutan. Have you uh, ever seen or an something? orangutan
0: in the circus?
1: I have never seen an orangutan. In the circus, I think, um, I, I think, I don't know if orangutans really, I don't, I, I don't think it's a good idea to have an orangutan in the circus. I mean, orangutans are very Um,
0: gentle, but I, I don't think they really do tricks. (laughs) They're, yeah, I mean, they're not violent like chimpanzees, um, but they're still, they're, they are super strong great apes that you really shouldn't have, you know, you know, be showing off. You know, you should admire them. You should you should look at you should watch the orangutans like you watch a sunset, not like you watch a juggler. Yes.
1: Um, I know. I believe there's like some Bornean legend that orangutans can actually talk, but they uh, don't let us know because if they if we found out they could talk, we'd make them go to work. And, smart, <laughs> um, very smart. Makes you think. And it's the same thing with the circus. It's like, oh, if they if we knew that how smart they were to put him in the circus. Well, they're like, no, fuck, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, so, but this movie appears to be, I, I assume it's an escaped circus orangutan. There is a circus ringmaster type yeah. guy in the ad. I'm, I'm, there's also like a sheriff who seems to be like, kind of like trying to catch the orangutan. So maybe it's like a Smokey and the Bandit yeah. type
0: situation. Yeah, it's it, like a Smokey and the it, Bandit it, ripoff with kind of Mitchell elements.
1: Yeah. Now, I do know that like, we looked this up, and it turns out A Summer to Remember is available on YouTube in its entirety, so um, we may uh, actually look at it in a future episode, just because, why the fuck not? Yeah. What are you going to do?
0: Ask your (laughs) money back? No refunds.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's like, oh, someone's going to be like, "Uh, this is off uh, theme. Uh, Yeah, fuck off, man. This is our (laughs) podcast. We'll do what we want. Um, But... Uh, yeah, so that ad was kind of weird, but I think the weirdest one of all is that
0: ad with the professor Oh yeah um, <laughs> the ad with the professor is like they call me a, they call me a hard tough uh, tough guy and I am I, I rake my students over the coals. That's why I come home to my beautiful family and watch cable TV.
1: Yeah, it's so weird because yeah, it's exactly that his professor is saying like, my students you know say that i'm the toughest and i they need to be tough if they're going to impress me and then the the song is like you're the one we want to please and then you see you and it's like the song is from the perspective of the students trying to please the professor but it's also from this perspective of the cable company trying to impress the professor with cable offerings and and then he goes home and he basically says um I like cable TV because it keeps my mind sharp and it lets me spend quality time with my family, which everyone deserves. You certainly can't and do that
0: with, uh, with uh, primetime.
1: No, no. And, well, that's the thing. It's like, those are two those are two pitches I have never heard for cable television that it, like, keeps your mind sharp and lets you spend time with your family. Because it does not do either of those things at all. In 1985? You know? like,
0: like, well, what, I guess there was stuff like A&E, I think Discovery existed at the time. Of course, both of those are now like the, you know, the Duck Dynasty channel and shit like that. So, you know. Yeah. See, I mean, you the, know, back that's the, the th- okay, again, kids, back in the 80s, uh, cable channels had more than one show each. So, <laughs> so there was, we had the Cartoon Network, but it showed a lot of them, not just Ti- Teen Titan, Titans Go. <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird to think about
1: that but there was a there were a limited number of channels so and and in fact they had a hard time thinking of what to put on all the channels in those days not like today where yeah like even said it's literally like 24 hours a day it's the inspector gadget network or whatever <laughs> you know um but uh, yeah but it's like i don't think like even back then i I mean, yeah, you can watch television with your family. I don't think anyone really thought of it as like quality time. You know, it's more just like, oh, good, everyone, sh- my awful family, shut
0: up. Yeah. For thank God, um, that's what that's what Matt Groening you know, said. He said, "Why is TV so cool? It allows people who hate each other's guts to sit in the same room for years on end without killing each other."
1: I mean, that is that is true. That is the. I mean, that's probably the unspoken uh, pitch that they're actually making here is like look it'll keep your your goddamn family quiet um the whole thing about keeping your mind sharp is an odd one because i mean it's i guess you know certainly but depending on what you could watch things that make you can train your mind i guess but nobody does that and even back then we all knew nobody did that um but the whole thing with this commercial is so weird because you know it starts off with that whole thing with the college students and you're expecting, oh, this is going to be an ad for, like, you know, like a university, like DeVry or something, yeah. right? Or or maybe it'll be some sort of study aid, like encyclopedias or software. Remember me. Um, or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that. Like that goddamn kid. <laughs> um, or I mean, or maybe even, like, something you would buy a professor. You know, something that a professor would use. Yes. like. I don't know. I'm a,
0: yes, I'm um, a hard college professor, and that's why I appreciate the Rubik's cube.
1: Yeah, yeah, that actually, yeah, there you go. That's a good example. Um, so it does this instead this insane 180 into uh, into a pitch for cable television, which I mean, I guess it was a fairly new product at the time. Maybe they just didn't know how to advertise it, but What's this? I feel like it's easy. It's it's you just say like, look, do you do you like television? You can get more of it you know
0: now and what's funny Um, is that they're they're not specifically saying you know i I okay do you remember when you were a kid what your cable company was called now everyone gets it from xfinity or dish or something but uh there used to be a lot of little cable companies no i have no clue what it was called Hmm. when i was in when i lived in san diego we had cox cable then we moved to Fresno, we got co- we had Continental Cable Vision. And the thing is, this is not a commercial for the local New York cable company. It's a commercial for cable itself. Oh.
1: Okay. Interesting. Um I guess people needed to be introduced to the concept in those I, days.
0: I guess. I, um, I thought you know, there was a time in the early 80s when cable was considered to be what the rich people had. Now just everyone uses it. Yeah. Um, maybe the same way that in the 80s, it was important to introduce people
1: to the concept of milk.
0: Yeah, boy. So, You'd think we never heard of milk.
1: They, Yeah, there's a lot of uh, milk commercials in those days. And um, again, they kind of go that whole music video route where it's like a, a bunch of random stuff happening. And while they t- sing a song
0: about how great milk is, um, and a kid yells at and yells how great milk yelled, is at a at a cat sitting peacefully in a yard.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh boy, what a what a time to be alive. <laughs> Kids today don't know what it's like. I mean, I don't think I don't know if they drink milk anymore. Uh, Does anyone drink milk? Uh,
0: probably. Can you still uh, get it? They probably have uh, lactose free milk, or almond milk. Oh, that's true. Everyone's everyone's drinking the everyone's drinking the fucking almond milk and the
1: oat milk. See, put the milk council out of business. Good job, kids.
0: That's the end of America. Or they're putting it on their Raisin brand with two scoops. Oh, that's right. You know, you know that kid, he always comes back to his two scoops. Yeah, yeah um, he, he this kid in a motocross thing is, you know, he's so hungry for the Raisin brand that he just had he ducks out of the race. To go get another ball, he turns back. He t- yeah, it's he uh, goes in that reverse. Is, uh, I expect Lackatu to dive so, drive down like, eh, "eh, wrong way."
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, at that point, it's like, kid, I think you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little too into the We're raisins. raisins. Uh, so gotta
0: have the raisins. And this kid eventually um, turned into the Fresno Nightcrawler. Too many raisins.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, uh, so these the, were there any other commercials that were any uh, of interest in this? Or was that
0: the majority? Uh, of to I think that's I, the those are the ones that stuck with me the most. And all right. no, I'm tr- so, I can't really. So I, oh, uh, oh, what about this peppermint patty commercial? Oh, well, it's appropriate
1: because we are watching a peanut yeah. special. I don't remember um, it being
0: called extra peppermint patty.
1: No, maybe that was uh, that didn't last no. long. It was too peppermint. Oh, there was
0: too much peppermint. It just made your mouth feel like you'd you'd bitten down on uh, dry ice. Yeah.
1: I mean, they they only had it for a little while. Several kids died, <laughs> so they had to recall it. It was just too the the, the York sensation was just too much. They couldn't handle it. Oh, uh, man. Oh, the their, t- their tiny the the
0: Creole commercial
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so that's, that one's cute. Yeah, it's you sweet. know,
0: you know, it's, a uh, it's, um, it's, the kid wondering, you know, what am I going to get for daddy for his birthday? And the unspoken, you know, they don't actually mention that, you know, I don't have an income. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so this girl instead she gets Crayolas and she makes her dad, you know, a a, a picture, which is very sweet. Yes. It's very cute. Um, it's also, I mean, it's as sweet as a commercial can be because you know you're being sold a product, yes. but it's um, it's just. It's it's kind of, um, it, again, there are two kinds of commercials. Most of the ones we've seen have been just the video montage. This is the other kind where it's like an entire story being being told to you yeah. uh, in like 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is actually like, the, the and you know, that's the thing with, co- with these old commercials. You watch them and it's like, oh, they're so much better than the actual programming that we used to get, <laughs> you know. Because, you know, you're watching in the old days you're watching mandrake on tv and it's like oh commercials you know thank god (laughs) here's something that's gonna entertain me
0: (laughs) so yeah um thing is these commercials at least the ones with a narrative they actually they actually kind of do the whole save the cat thing where it's just like got a problem something changes the world is different afterward
1: yeah you know they actually are way better at it than most of the um well, I guess back then, again, a lot of the TV, TV, movies, and TV were were still not made by the algorithm. So a lot of them were just like just writers kind of flirting around and not knowing what they were doing because, of course, they're written by television writers who are, you know, the lowest form of writer, yes. the dumbest people. They're all like, you know, they're they're all like some studio executives, like idiot brother-in-law so they don't know what they're doing which does not Um, mean that you should not
0: read my screenplay yeah
1: (laughs) um but you know the guys making commercials they're not they they are being held to standards because they got to move a product and if they don't move enough i don't know um cable television cable (laughs) concepts (laughs) they don't move enough milk they're gonna get their asses canned you know you all watch Mad Men, you know how it is so, okay. Um, okay. How's th- this? this? Two scoops of plump,
0: juicy cable.
1: <laughs> it's like I. Well, you know what? I would. I would believe someone running away in the middle of like a uh, sports game to go and watch their cable. Yeah. That actually makes sense <laughs> to me. I. I would buy that. That I would do that. You're like, oh shit! You know? Turkey television um, is on on Nickelodeon. Yeah,
0: it, I mean, but for raisin bran, probably not so much. Raisin bran. Um, look, honestly, but, I like the non-raisin bran better. Oh, I didn't know they made non-raisin bran. Yeah, just look for a cereal called, you know, all you know bran. It's bran oh, flakes. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I guess that make that does make sense now that I think about it. Yeah. I guess. I what just, don't they make marshmallow I mean, bran? You know, they do. No, why don't they? Oh, that's a, that. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't. I don't eat brand cereal. I don't eat cereal. I think cereal is for. I think c- cereal is for children. Yes. I'm an adult. When I eat a breakfast, I eat. I um, yeah. I, I do. Well, you know, well, I don't eat breakfast because I'm a modern agogo, uh, uh, business guy. Yeah, you drive through you know? the
0: line at Starbucks instead, and have exactly. Basically, I'm like basically a Sunday in a cup. For breakfast
1: yeah g- g- give me one of those you know those chocolate whip raspberry sonic obama blasts or whatever <laughs> you know that's what i do and then i'm then i look at my then i watch i'm like oh i'm i'm late for my synergy meeting i better i better go do the thing you know then I uh, and like like a Japanese schoolgirl with a slice of toast in my mouth as I run down the street.
0: <laughs> run down the yeah, street with this forty-four anyway. ounce coffee in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually,
1: uh, I actually had one of those Starbucks. Um, what do you call them? The other day, Fraps uh, Frappuccino. I, it was. Yeah, no, it was like um, it was like a food. It was oh. like a um, it was like a, a yeah croissant. It was a yeah, it was a wrap. Mm. It had. Egg, egg white feta and spinach and i don't usually eat at a starbucks because i consider that gauche yes but um you know but right. we were i was with yeah but i was with some people and I was like i was like oh, god I'm, I'm dying of hunger i need to eat something so i was like G- give me give me that 10 dollar wrap give me that extremely reasonably priced food item right there B- being sarcastic here and uh you know what it was actually pretty good so um uh, if if you're ever in the market, if you're ever forced to go to an overpriced coffee place for food, try the try the egg white feta and spinach wrap at Starbucks. And I can't. And we're not even being paid to say no. this. This is just this is a declaration of love. It's a good time um, for the great
0: taste of Starbucks.
1: Yeah. Oh, does Starbucks have a slogan? I don't uh, think they do. I
0: don't think they need uh, one. At this no point.
1: wonder no. Well, that's why no one, no, that's why no one goes yeah, there anymore. Nobody ever eats
0: there. How are you?
1: Yeah, I've never heard of a person other than, than me just now eating at a Starbucks. It's like, I, I, okay. Well, Howard Schultz, there's your problem. Maybe you should get us, get a slogan for your coffee place. Um, it's like that's probably why he didn't even come up with a slogan for his
0: presidential run. What a loser! <laughs> uh, wasn't he the please um, clap guy? No, no, that was Jeb. Bush. Oh, right, right, right. That that would make a good uh, presidential yeah. slogan, though. Please clap.
1: It, actually, yeah. Well, I mean, it worked out pretty good for him. I think <laughs> he 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 did one win, right? Right. Um, <laughs> God, I wish we lived in the the, the good timeline where Jeb Bush
0: won. <laughs> God, what a, what a world <laughs> where you're the world where you're right. God. Yeah,
1: I know. Uh, well. Anyway, um, enough about uh, Hell World. We're talking about two specials yes. tonight. Not we might eventually talk about them. <laughs> Not just the commercials. Um, we mentioned it was Garfield in the Rough and uh, a Peanuts, uh, uh, it's Magic Charlie yes. Brown.
0: So uh, let's, let's discuss. What if it was, what if it was uh, you're in the rough, Charlie Brown, and Garfield gets magic? <laughs> I mean... I honestly think that in the rough, Charlie Brown doesn't, doesn't grab
1: me because Charlie Brown goes to camp every other special. So we've already seen that sort of thing. They probably just, you know,
0: summer camp with cabins and bunk beds and shit. It's, you know, this, you know, we haven't seen him actually sleep in a tent and, you know, scour scavenge for food. No, but I imagine
1: it would be very similar. You know, they'd probably be yelling about queen snakes or something. (laughs) Um, but Garfield doing magic now—that is interesting. I think that that would be uh, a bomb-ass special that I would absolutely watch. Um, I think I, I don't think Garfield would probably do magic the way Snoopy does. No. I don't see him being a being a stage performer. But um, <laughs> I, I,
0: now I'm imagining I mean, a Garfield magic special like the Snoopy ice skating special. Like it's a guy in a giant Garfield <laughs> costume doing magic. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that. Honestly, I mean, the first <laughs> I, I might tr- to watch that too. <laughs> I
1: I mean, if if I had to come up with a Garfield magic special, I mean, the most obvious thing is that Gar okay Garfield's a cat, so probably I don't know for whatever reason. Uh, he falls in with some witch or something, yeah. you know, like he gets a side job and she goes out and he steals her magic book to play pranks on Odie and, uh, probably either causes trouble or she comes after him for it. That's, that's what, Oh, it should be. No, Friggin no, no, it should be actually. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, that's good. That And that fits. Oh shit. Yeah, of course. Of course. Who, who would steal her magic pot to make infinite lasagna? Yes. Who other than Garfield it writes itself people um anyway uh Jim Davis uh uh th- th- that one's free yeah so uh but yeah uh, but unfortunately we don't live in the world where we get either of that those specials we got uh Garfield instead goes camping and um uh I guess, uh, I guess as garfield specials goes wh- how
0: how. Where would we place this in the hierarchy of Garfield specials? I think it, uh, I think it's actually relatively mid to low tier.
1: I'd agree. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but yeah, Garfield specials themselves are
0: already pretty high tier just by virtue of being Garfield specials.
1: Yeah, like this one, you watch and it's like it's fine, but it's there's not a lot to it. What basically, if we tell you what's happening, the plot which is two sentences, you'll know everything that happens. Cause it's like Garfield goes camping and a Panther escapes the zoo. You know, the entire special yeah. it's, it's pretty much. Yeah. So
0: uh, the individual gags but, are kind of the important part. Like before Garfield knows that they're going camping when first of all, we start out with the whole thing in black and white and there's a little message saying, please do not adjust your set. All the color has gone out of Garfield's life.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of amusing. I like that. <laughs> um, so they, they're, you know, they're not, they're, they're, they, the jokes are not bad or anything. They're fine, but you know, it's just, uh, there's, uh, they have, um, I do like when, yeah, again, when Garfield is like, doesn't know they're going camping and, and is imagining all the places that he might go. Including Hawaii, which he's done in the past, he he imagined going to Hawaii and Garfield in Paradise. Um, in fact, actually, he some girl comes up to him and is all like, "Oh, the volcanoes erupting! Someone needs to save my village!" And it's like, "Oh, you're just fantasizing what actually did happen to you when you went to Garfield yeah. in Paradise." <laughs> when you went to Garfield in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the name of the the the, the island was Garfield. Wow, well, Here we are at so Garfield in Paradise.
0: Pretty specific, huh? Yeah, Garfield
1: in Garfield in Paradise, <laughs> uh, but um, it was uh, uh, actually that explains probably is like Garfield's like, oh, that's right, that's why I don't I don't want to go to Hawaii. I, I tried that already, <laughs> didn't go well. Um, and then he does imagine tr- going to like Mexico, and getting beat up by some you know señorita's brother, um, and um, also going to Venice and being a gondol gondolier. Yes, um,
0: always for the same green cat that is clearly supposed was clearly supposed to be Arlene, but then uh, Jim Davis is like, "Hey, it doesn't sound like Arlene. That can't be her." So they made her green.
1: Yeah, uh, which again remains probably one of the funniest and strangest pieces of Garfield lore, which is saying a lot because there are a lot of strange and funny things about Garfield and Jim Davis. Yeah. Um, did you know that, like, you can't find babes and bullets online anymore? Oh, really? What happened to it? Yeah. Uh, it's been scrubbed. Ooh. You just can't find it. I mean, maybe you can pirate it, but, like, uh, the rest, but, like, uh, you can still find Garfield's Nine Lives if it's done in chunks and like filmed like someone just aimed uh, uh, their camera at a television mm. so that the sensors don't you know catch it. But uh, Babes and Bullets, yeah, we couldn't find it. I was trying to show it to my wife to explain to her what a Garfield special looks hmm. like. But, but
0: did you try looking on Tubi? I think they have all the Garfield specials there.
1: Okay, that might be where we need to try. Maybe we didn't. We'll have to check that out. I I can't remember, but um. <laughs> But yeah. Anyway, uh, so, but we're not, sorry, we're not speaking of that. We're speaking of Garfield in the rough. So John decides to go camping because he's John. And of course, that would be what he would want to do with his spare time. Um, it's a very John thing to go camping.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I found it. Uh, yeah. It is, Garfield. It is on Tubi. So yeah. They've got all of it. Oh, okay. All well, right. They call Never it mind. Season eight of Garfield and Friends. So you might, you oh. might not be able to find it first. Okay. Well, uh, I guess they're trying to hide it, yeah. so makes sense.
1: Well, anyway, so um, Garfield uh, and John they go camping. They they do the thing like when they're going for Christmas, where John sings a song about how great camping is, and Garfield sings about how much he doesn't want to go camping. And um, frankly, like um, I'm on Garfield's side with this. Yeah, one. I'm not a big camping fan.
0: I've done. I used to camp I, with the like with my family a lot like this, but uh, it's it's not something that I've necessarily missed since I grew up and had to work at that time instead.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, there's you know camping is fine if you like it. I'm the sort of person who I can do it like one night and then I'm like I want to be in a bed. I want to be with like the the mod. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a mo- I'm a modern. 20th century guy um, we left the caves a long time ago
0: we don't need to go back um, but I assumed the point of going uh, camping was to go where there were no cops and you could just you know do drugs as you pleased but
1: oh you know you're probably right man well I was doing it wrong so no <laughs> wonder I hated camping because actually now that I think about it if you're in the majesty of nature and you're like on drugs, it it's probably amazing. <laughs> it's probably an amazing spiritual experience until you, I don't know, fall off a cliff and die yeah. because you you know, or whatever. That's when you want to go camping I, in
0: a group, and when you're not, and one person stays sober the whole time, or at least you take turns being the sober one, and if you're not, and if somebody is sober, then at least somebody should probably sleep with them to make up for it.
1: Yeah and uh exactly you know this is just good common sense um as we all know never take more than you can handle and always know you're dealing (laughs) so um that is that that to me seems like a great way to go camping uh get high eat some marshmallows enjoy nature you know look at the sky and the stars and stuff probably let someone sober handle the campfire (laughs) i think that that's probably a good idea um And, uh, you know, also get one of those camping pads, you know, because apparently when you get a tent, you're supposed to have a special pad you put on the floor of it. Mm. We didn't know that when we went camping. So we were lying directly on the cold, hard ground when we when he did it. Mm. And it was like, wow, this is miserable. This is not fun. Um, The second time we went camping, we did it on a beach. Mm. So you would think, oh, it's sand. It's so soft. it will clearly form to the contours of my body and like a, like a like a, like a giant memory foam pillow. but that is not what happens when you lie on sand. It is very, very hard. It doesn't displace and you don't really like sink into it. You just lie on top of it. Mm. so um, not recommended. Yes. Um,
0: also now, so yeah, bring a th- broom, clear off the space before you put your tent down
1: yeah good advice very good advice there um i think the interesting thing about john is that like he he's going camping with his his pets pets, yeah which is not usually now i love my pets but if i went camping i would not bring my pets with me uh but you definitely don't bring your cat at least yeah i mean the thing is john doesn't have any friends so i guess yeah this is what he does um but it makes you think, really, when you see it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess this... The, the Rangers take this in stride, because he does encounter some Rangers when he yes. first arrives in the
0: campground yes. area. Yes, one voiced by George Went.
1: That's right. Um, so, big celebrity get. It's Norm from Cheers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wait, which one does he play? I think he's the shorter one that looks kind of like Doc Boy. Ah, huh, okay. So he actually does a voice for that. He doesn't just do his
0: own voice, does he? Yeah. Well, George Wendt is a uh, experienced voice actor. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Well, I mean, understand that anyone at his size has to take the work that they can get, and you know that's one way to uh, play characters that are slimmer than you are.
1: Oh, that's a good point. I uh, had not thought of that. Um, so yeah, he he. These rangers are kind of uh, they're they're. They kind of, they they're like when John arrives, they're all like, "What's your name? How long are you gonna be staying here? Enjoy your stay." Um, and they and and they're like, "Watch out!" He's like, "Oh, are there any bears in there?" No, we don't. We only have like an, a beaver with a with a bad disposition. So this is a bear-free forest, um, which makes you wonder why they have rangers at all. But
0: well, I, well, rangers aren't um, just there to uh, you know fight off bears, are they? Well, I mean, I mean, if uh, they're Yogi D&D Bearwell, Rangers, that's think. one thing, but yeah, well, I guess there's a question
1: is like, I think we might've discussed this. What, what do Rangers do it exactly? Well, it's they are a kind of, of a, cop, a aren't they? They, well, yes, they are. Um, depend, now it does depend a little bit on whether we're, what, which park system we're talking about. Because National Parks has both law enforcement rangers and interpretive rangers. Uh, difference being the law enforcement are you know, the cops and the interpretive like teach kids about pine cones and stuff. Now that's um, what you did. Now, that's what I did. Now, I was part of California State Parks and California only has law enforcement rangers. So if you are a ranger in California State Parks, you're a cop the people do interpretation were called, uh, interpreters, which, you know, whatever. And everyone call every, every, person who came in off the street was like, Oh, are you a ranger? They just thought we were rangers. And it's like, sure, whatever, yeah. fine. Uh, but, um, but you know, if you want to get technical about it, uh, now th- I'm not sure whether, which state Garfield takes place in or whether this is a national park. They're going in. These rangers are shown to have guns. So they do have law enforcement capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, So so we know that much about them, Um, though they're not very good at it no, (laughs)
0: um,
1: because Garfield has to save the day. But uh, the the main thing is, as we said, there's a panther who escapes and the panther is uh, loose in uh, the park. And they're going to that's going to be a problem (laughs) because there's a panther loose in the park. Um, panther Park which that's funny because like it's like they don't fight like because that's the thing is you would expect a camping special like oh are you going to fight like what's the villain it's probably going to be a bear or a mountain lion or some sort of animal you would naturally have in the wilderness
0: but instead it's specifically a, a panther that escapes from a zoo so it's I guess that's so it's definitely something that the rangers wouldn't be prepared for oh that's probably that's a good point um
1: it, it might be a little yeah you're probably right because also it'd be kind of weird if suddenly a bear like went rogue and tried to attack them and the rangers are like yeah this, this bear just it's a bear we had in the woods and now we got to put it down mm-hmm. but i guess a, a panther which is not supposed to be there in the first place it's like okay i expect the rangers are going to be hunting it yeah take it back to the zoo
0: they're they're the um, best ones to do it because they know the area. You don't want to have a bunch of I don't know who else would who else would you have to hunt a panther? Zoologists, I, I guess maybe maybe animal control. Animal control, yeah. Um, I mean they're all just
1: different kinds of cops, so you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think rangers makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, now, when the rangers are hunting the panther, they they come to John's campsite and they like leave him a little note, which immediately falls into the campfire and burns up. So yeah, before uh, they, they even they're, leave, they're not not very helpful. they don't do anything about it. Yeah. They're just like, well, yeah, you know, well, we whatever. tried. Uh, they tried, they tried. Uh, that's Rangers for you, but um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, a cabin I think Rangers. like they, the, the, the We do get to meet some of the local wildlife because Garfield does encounter like a beaver and a rabbit who live in the area. One of them is voiced by
0: Orson Bean, Bilbo. Oh, wow. They really got some star power in this one. (laughs) He was a regular voice actor too, of course.
1: Oh, I did not know that either. Uh, Is
0: he related to Sean Bean? Uh, Actually, I... I think he's related to. Oh shit! Who's that Weasley guy? Shit, Mister Bean? No, no. Hang, hang on. Who who is Orson Bean? Orson Bean related to? Shoot, he he's dead now. <laughs> but I mean, Orson Bean is dead. Not the one that he's related to. Uh, <laughs> he's. Well, it says he's a uh, distant cousin of Calvin Coolidge and oh the president yeah wow and he's a uh, oh i don't remember but it's you know some some fox news creep that's like his nephew
1: oh fuck that yeah that sucks um well wow wow i wouldn't want to be sean bean right now <laughs> i mean orson bean what an embarrassment to have have fox news nephew um well uh so orson bean is which should they which is he the beaver or is he the rabbit
0: i believe he's the rabbit oh, okay bucky or dicky or yeah. something they didn't try too hard to uh, name these animals no bucky the rabbit.
1: well they have a small part yeah
0: yeah um maestro i, the, I uh, say right on orson bean sky and telescope <laughs> the um these they are very Jim Davis though. Yes. They
1: have that you you really see the Jim Davis look in these two. The, because,
0: they look like um, they look like somebody took a Garfield base from deviant art and created their own rabbit and uh, beaver characters.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um it is funny cuz then they're just I think when they're describing the panther, the beaver is all like, "Oh, what that panther did to a friend of mine is beyond, you know, be uh, indescribable and then it looked at me like it's gonna be me next and then they continue talking and it's like oh you know they really gloss over the fact that this beaver saw like you know one of his friends just get like mangled to death yeah but but i i guess they don't want to call too much attention to it because you know it is a children's special right now um Trying to think,
0: like uh the Panther, when we see the Panther, it's like is it rotoscoped? Uh no, but it's uh it is animated in a slightly different style than the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah, it's kinda like in that weird shaky style, I feel yeah.
0: like you know, like it's not quite um, it's it looks like they put more effort into it, but it still looks kinda like it uh came out of a how to draw animals book.
1: Yeah, it's got that, like, um, you know, it, yeah, because it even looks like it's got the the pencil sketching yeah. on it. it really like, looks you can like, almost
0: see the circles. It really looks like that Calvin and Hobbes strip where it shows a three-step way to draw a uh, very realistic tiger. And Calvin goes, I could draw a better tiger than that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it is, like I guess they wanted to make it look more threatening because it is... You know, not really in the the standard Garfield style. It's slightly more realistic, and I feel like they tried to make it move more like an actual panther too. Although, you know, for given value, this is like limited television animation, so right. But um, but yeah, the panther comes. Uh, Garfield saves the day. Yeah.
0: As the Panther because smashes John's he's... window and is clawing through the car window at him. Yeah, this uh this Panther means business. Yeah, he is like, fuck you, Arbuckle! I hate your comic strip. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Usually I feel like Panthers don't don't try to break into cars, but yeah, this one is like Yeah, this one is
0: not happening. This Panther um, wants you to get your foot off Gar- his dad blasted flange. <laughs> what the
1: hell is that I don't know what I'm talking about? I Oh uh, 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 shut the fuck up, you fuck. Yeah, so <laughs> um excuse your joke, ask your parents. Um But um yeah, so Garfield, however, is in a tree when this when um when this happens, so he's able to jump down on top of the Panther as it's mauling, uh, trying to maul the car, and basically kind of distracts it until the Rangers can shoot it with the tranquilizer darts. Yeah,
0: and, and yeah, he he lands on its butt and uh, does the the cat. Uh, you know how when your cat you know bears its belly like it wants to be played with, and then it does this super rapid fire whap with its paws. That's what it basically does. That's what Garfield yes. does. Yeah.
1: Garfield is acting more like a cat here than he has in his entire career. Yeah. He fought like a um, cat. Man, it pays off. Yep. It works.
0: He works. He stops that uh he saves John and Odie. Yep. Uh um, just in time for the uh yeah. Rangers to uh to nail the Panther with a Trank Dart, but that happens as it's got garfield cornered against a tree and it's about to you know slash that you know delicious orange belly open and spill the guts but it gets just barely close enough and just kind of boops him in the tummy before falling asleep (laughs) i think does gar does garfield say that it's a nice touch when that happens i I think that's the most literal nice touch he's ever had
1: oh oh you're right it's literally uh the nice touch um Because he got pet, Um, I was kind of expecting Garfield to do the nice touch earlier in the special when they watch a sunset. Yeah,
0: nice
1: touch. Um, Yeah, but instead he does it here. Uh, Does I don't think Garfield does his other catchphrases. We don't hear about anyone getting drugged into the street and shot. Um, No, no one's bones need to knit in this one. So
0: um,
1: we we don't get any other classic Jim Davisisms, but. I guess, like, um, as specials go, this one, um, well, Garfield saves everyone. Yes. Uh, Garfield usually, gets a chance to shine I, I, for once. So that, and that's yeah. unusual. Yeah, yeah. Garfield is a hero in this one. Um, actually, you're right, because usually most Garfield specials, the general uh, kind of arc, I feel like, is usually it involves Garfield is kind of mean to Odie but in the end of a special, he realizes Odie is his friend and he should tolerate his, his brother,
0: you know, that's basically the um, plot of the movie. Yeah. But the, yeah, yeah. But this one has Garfield actually doing something nice for Odie for once. So,
1: yeah. And Garfield doesn't really, it's not really about Garfield learning a lesson that he has to, you know, be nice to Odie or tolerate Odie. It's just literally like, yeah, we're camping and there's a Panther and Garfield saves the day, you know, so, um, it's, I guess it's, uh, it's a, refre- it's, there's, there's no moral in this yes. one really, but that's fine. We don't need a moral. We it's hope you enjoy a fun no time camping. theater. Yeah. You know, I don't know what we, what did we learn? <laughs> Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Camping um, sucks. But yeah, well, that much, that is true. I didn't even, I didn't need
0: Garfield to tell me that. Um, what do you need Garfield to tell you? What lessons would you never learn without Garfield?
1: Well, um, I would have never learned about lasagna because honestly, I've had it. And it's like, I feel like it doesn't really, um,
0: doesn't really stack up to how much Garfield plays it up. Mm. So if you were the creator of Garfield, what would you make his favorite? What would you make his favorite food? Um, obviously the Garfuccino. Oh, of course, of course.
1: How could I be so stupid? Um, you know. Yeah. The Garfuccino and the pizza shaped like Garfield's face. Those are his favorite foods, <laughs> as we all know. Or, uh, if, unless we're watching, Garfield gets real when it wears hot dogs. Yes. Um, don't
0: forget Garfield's love of hot dogs. Hot dogs and black yeah. coffee.
1: Yep. That sounds revolting. I will say, I think uh, lasagna is a fine thing. <laughs> lasagna is a fine thing for Garfield to love because it's a funny word. You know, so that's fine. I'm just saying when I had lasagna for the first time, for the first time for real, I was like, oh, I, I don't really, I don't see why this is the one that he likes. I mean, almost any other pasta dish is better, but, you know, not a big fan of that weird soft cheese they have in it. You know, the that? uh, mm. that's it. Yeah. Not, not a big fan Um but you know, it's not bad. It's not like I've ever had a bad lasagna. Yeah.
0: Um, I've had a bad you know. lasagna but it was it was one I made myself. Oh what what happened? What did you uh, what did I, you do? I did the I thought it was the noodles that you don't have to cook but they were the kind you have to have cooked first. So it was crunchy. Uh, oh, you mean like you thought they cooked while they were baking? Yeah, cuz there are there are a brand of lasagna noodles that do that, but I didn't realize they didn't all do that. <laughs> Oh yeah, actually, I didn't realize
1: that either. So um, that seems like an honest mistake to make, especially because I mean, with most pasta, yeah, you cook it once. Lasagna, you got to cook it twice. Yep. What's up with that? Well, I oh, just, I just I just did that
0: today when I made mock apple pie. Oh, oh, is that the one where there's no apples in it? No, no apples at all. It tastes like apples. Dun 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 dun. What's What's in it if not apples? Oh. I'll give you 3 guesses. It's something you can get at I feel any like convenience store. 4
1: <laughs> Uh any convenience store has this product? Yes. And grocery store too. And it tastes like apples, but it's not apples. Right. Okay. Is uh, can I can I ask a uh, a question? Sure. Can I ask questions or do I just... Go ahead and ask. Yes. Well, you said three yeah. Okay, is it a fr- is it a fruit? No.
0: No, it's not a fruit. No, I'm guessing it's not. Okay. But... I guess you didn't get me. Oh, sorry. What did you say? I said no.
1: Oh, no. Okay. So it's not a fruit. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, okay. It's something you put in a pie that's not a fruit, and it tastes like apples. Is it carrots?
0: No. It, it's not carrots. No. It's n- okay. It's not carrots is it
1: um is it uh okay it's got to have the the appley spice taste to it is it
0: uh uh, uh um uh is it rhubarb <laughs> no it is not a any like, kind of vegetable no oh okay it's not a vegetable okay it's not a vegetable is it
1: um Okay, wait. Is it is it Apple Jacks?
0: (laughs) No, it's not Apple Jacks. Are you ready? What is it then? It's I'm ready. It's Ritz crackers. What? I know. It's insane. Wait, what? (laughs) It's Ritz crackers. You boil Ritz crackers in a sugar syrup, and it turns into basically apples. You add a little bit of lemon juice to make it tart, and add cinnamon, and it tastes just like an apple pie.
1: What, okay, it's that is black, not what I. It's
0: black magic!
1: <laughs> wow, that is unexpected, to say the least. um I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> it's Ritz Crackers. <laughs> What do you mean in what? Oh, my God. She didn't hear any of the conversation. Now she's like, "What? wonder what the ingredient is. It's Ritz crackers. In what? Well, why are you asking when what? You don't know what the thing was to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Apple pie. I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah,
0: anyway. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, how was it? Uh, it's fantastic. It's one of my favorites. I'll bring it. I'll bring one next mm. time I see you. All
1: right. Well, I look forward to that and try some of this Ritz cracker pie, Ritz cracker crack cracker apple pie.
0: <laughs> yeah, fa- favorite. <laughs> you know, favorite made from crackers by crackers.
1: <laughs> it does. It does seem like a very. It does
0: sort of seem like the sort of thing that crackers would make. Now that you mention it. Oh, well, it's a. It's a. uh it's from the Great Depression when it was harder to get fresh apples.
1: Oh makes sense. It's funny to think that Ritz crackers are so much easier to get
0: though. <laughs> well, they didn't spoil. You probably had them sitting in your uh, in your cupboard. Oh, that's a good point. Well, we should gotta
1: I guess we all gotta get used to it again since hard times are coming. Yep. You know? Uh, I'm sure we'll all be eating Ritz crackle pie <laughs> soon enough crapple pie uh anyway um but for i forget why we were talking about garfield or why we're talking <laughs> about ritz crapple pie but garfield um so anything that uh else that we should say about garfield, uh, garfield uh, in the world?
0: uh let's see what, did we leave anything oh yes this is the one that has our old logo
1: oh that's right that's right it's got um uh Gar, uh, John singing with Garfield yeah. and Odie. Yeah,
0: John playing the banjo in his pajamas at the campfire while Odie and Garfield sing and dance. Well, they, they howl and dance as as he plays the song, Camping is My Life. And you know, that's another <laughs> one of those specific kind of Jim Davis-isms, I think. It's like, you know, I've never heard anyone say blank is my life as much as Garfield does. That's true. I've heard, you know, blank is my business blank is my
1: middle name blank is my life is yeah more unusual i think i mean if you
0: i mean if you really love pretzels you don't go pretzels are my life but... <laughs> no no For yeah, one thing, I, I, I think your mouth is you're too right. swollen i think that's pretty much salt to say that <laughs> <laughs> <My>
1: life. <laughs> i'll tell you rich crapple pie is my life <laughs> um Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, that's definitely a Garfieldism. I think, so I guess what should we take away from Garfield and the Rough? This is a, um, uh, oh, uh, I guess we forgot to mention there is a, um, they they do have a nice song in this. They have the Run Run song.
0: Yeah, the the song that goes, Run Run, Run Run, Run Run, run. I'm scared, Run Run, I'm scared, Run Run, Afraid, Run Run, Afraid, Run Run, run, Afraid. There's a song think, to put yeah, on your uh,
1: actually,
0: put on your Halloween mixtape.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually thought that was a uh, kind of catchy and also like very appropriate for the um, the moment because yeah. that's when Garfield and Odie realize there is a panther loose and they've got to get to John to warn him. So it's um you know it's a good song to get the blood pumping because yeah. you know um so that's a good one um probably the highlight of the the special I'd say uh this was. Like you, like you said earlier, kind of a mid-tier special, yeah. not bad, but um, definitely not like, n- not, not the um, the best of the Garfield outings.
0: Yeah. Do you think? I don't know. How would you rank the Garfield specials? What do you think is the best one? And what do you think is the worst one?
1: Um. Well, I would say the best is obviously Garfield in disguise. Hmm.
0: I think that, uh, I would that's, agree. That's
1: pretty. Yeah, I think that's pretty uncontroversial.
0: I think Garfield's um, Nine Lies is probably right behind it.
1: Oh, I forgot all about that. Yes, that's definitely really high as well. Um, I think Babes and Bullets is pretty high. Yeah. Um, uh, Garfield's Christmas is a is a good oh, one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, probably lo- maybe it's hard to say that like one is the worst because yeah,
0: they're even the even the. The bad ones are fine. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I, I would almost uh, say that the Garfield Thanksgiving might be the least good one. Or just like, it's, I was it's the actually, one where the less, yeah. it's the one where the least happens.
1: I was thinking that as well. It's like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of, you know, it's, it's like there. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and you know, it's like, and it's always paired with, the Peanuts Thanksgiving special, which is so iconic in the whole the whole uh, popcorn and jelly beans uh, dinner scene.
1: Yeah. Um, the Garfield Thanksgiving is also, I think, it's basically just like Grandma shows up and saves the day, Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, Grandma. Yeah, you know, that character that we all know and love? Gar- Grandma, you remember her. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I do remember her, but, like, she's, you know, she's not exactly
0: iconic I think she plus was very, it's like i think she was very popular from the uh, christmas special
1: i mean i i can see that um and it is also like a, the, Gar- the thanksgiving one is a weird one because it's john and liz kind of having a date yeah which you know i know that they are dating now in garfield canon but like that still feels weird to me
0: yeah it know? is it is strange especially knowing that i mean liz has a family she didn't go home for thanksgiving she, she blew off her parents oh, for, for John. Yeah. The whole idea of having a Thanksgiving date is
1: rather odd yeah. to say the least. It's not like, you know, it's, it's not really a holiday for couples. Yeah,
0: it's not Bugs Bunny's um, Thanksgiving date. It's Bugs Bunny's Thanksgiving diet. We all know that.
1: Yeah. Like, I feel like this, the, the plot is really more of a thing of a Valentine's day plot when it comes to Garfield's yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, but um yeah it's it's really yeah that's probably the weakest of them um I think cuz the other ones I can think of I don't, uh, I not know Gar- the see, the where Garfield the one we
0: haven't watched on the epi- on the podcast yet or Garfield goes Hollywood Garfield and Garfield's feline fantasies
1: Um so I don't know the feline fantasies one Garfield goes Hollywood is where they is amusing cuz it's got some it's got some funny bits in it I remember that oh, and Garfield on um, the town Oh, that
0: one is, that one's decent. That's the one where yeah, we kind of get Garfield's yeah, backstory. Yeah, I would put that higher tier than this one, because that's the one where, that's the one that has Garfield's basically origin story.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that one I remember as a kid finding kind of upsetting, you know, um, just because it's, I mean, it's not like actually upsetting. It's just kind of like seeing, you know, the thing where Garfield's family basically tells him like, you don't belong here. You're, you're a house cat yeah, you have just a- go go back to you know go back to john and Odie. they're your family now it's kind of hard to watch yeah, as a that kid is. um um but you know but i think that's probably what makes it so good is that it's got like a little bit of that you know it's a little bittersweet and you don't you don't see that a lot in garfield specials they're usually just you know straight up like oh we're having fun um yeah, so I'd say yeah, the Garfield Thanksgiving is probably the weakest of them. Yeah. Um. Of course, we're not counting Garfield the movie. That's that's not, totally different. You know. Yeah.
0: And of course, the yeah. uh, the Garfield uh, CGI trilogy is its own magnificent weird beast.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't even know how we would compare that. It's so. Oh, it's own thing. Yeah. Well, um, I mean,
0: you can compare them to each other. Garfield's Fun Fest is easily the weakest one because it's the one where the least happens. And yeah, it's the most normal
1: of that trilogy.
0: And I think, and I think Garfield's Pet Force and Garfield Gets a Life are equally bizarre. But I would have to give the edge to uh, Garfield Gets a Life just because it it sets up this whole world of Garfield living on the comics page in such such a you know uh, indelibly insane way, and the yeah, and it just sets you know, knowing with the context of that movie, it makes the other two so much weirder.
1: Yeah. Like, I'll say this, like Garfield's funfair is pretty, if you did not watch the other two movies, Garfield's funfair is pretty average and seems, you know, doesn't really like nothing would flag it as weird to you because they don't mention the things in their universe. that's so insane. Uh, Garfield gets real or Garfield gets a life. I, I, is is it Garfield gets a life? Garfield's pet force or, Oh, so, no, no, the other one, the first one.
0: Oh, Garf- oh yeah, Garfield Gets a Life, yeah. Okay, or Garfield Gets, Garfield gets a Life. It. Garfield Gets a Life is the oh, one Garfield with gets real. the famous John Dancing scene. Oh, we haven't watched that one yet either. Oh, well, there we go. We got something to look forward to. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Garfield Garfield uh, Gets gets Real is insane, and in, like he said, and in such a way that you would not think that it would be able to top it but Garfield's pet force does add additional lore that makes it even more insane. Um, and it, uh, you know what? We've discussed those both previously on the podcast, so go look up those episodes cuz yeah. we don't have time to get into them again right now. But you will I mean, hey, if you if you like Garfield, and I'm assuming you do if you're listening to this podcast, Why wouldn't you? you will not want to miss <laughs> the the the, you know, the most insane Uh, things like
0: it's in our um, it's in our top 10 for a very
1: good reason (laughs) yes Um, but uh, and also uh, a small thing before we finish out talking about Garfield um, who does Seth MacFarlane think he is calling out Gar Garfield's nine lives and and uh, telling Jim Davis to stay in his lane unacceptable I, I don't know where he thinks he where he gets the cojones
0: um. Yes. Do, do not uh, add context to this by uh, going back to the episodes where Mike tells Bill Watterson to stay in his lane.
1: Yeah. Well, that's different. I feel like I feel like I. Uh, I. I. Um. I think I feel pow- like I.
0: <laughs> I think the power balance is different there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like I can tell Bill Watterson to stay in his lane because I'm right, whereas Seth MacFarlane is clearly incorrect in <laughs> in doing that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so Garfield uh, in the rough. Um, I guess you know we've been talking about an hour. Do you, do you want to? I guess we probably should save Snoopy for a different episode. I guess so.
0: Okay. I guess we broke it. I guess we're doing a. I, kind of a two-parter but not really because we didn't really talk about snoopy we just talked about the ads
1: <laughs> yeah well uh join us next time when we talk about um snoopy gets magical
0: yeah. well, yes we talk about the long-awaited uh animated adaption of the of the game boy game snoopy's magic show